So many paranormal things happened to me when I was a kid. One that has always stuck with me was when I was about three or four years old. Back then I used to randomly wake up in the middle of the night really often for no known reason. I was still sleeping in my parents' bed at the time so I would just lay in bed and look around. I swear, every fucking time I'd look at the doorway to the living room I would see two really tall figures standing there. They looked like the old farm couple in that one painting, except they had hollow eyes and they were thinner. They never really did do anything, but stare back at me at first. One night was especially weird. I woke up as usual and saw them standing there, in front of the doorway again. Only this time, something felt a bit more off than usual. The ceiling fan was on high, and the blades were going so fast that the entire fixture was moving back and forth. I look back at the figures, and they have some really dark, creepy grins on their faces. I got scared and buried myself in the blankets hoping they'd go away. Then all I heard was the ceiling fan spinning even faster somehow. The beads at the end of the switches were tapping against the glass light cover furiously. I peeked up out of my covers, and the two figures were right next to the bed standing right over me with their ugly smiles. I screamed bloody murder and the glass cover on the light came off and shattered on the ground. My dad jumped out of bed immediately and turned on the light to see what had happened, but the two figures were gone already. I was crying hysterically and it took my mom a long time to calm me down. So much other stuff went on, but that was the worst house I ever lived in. the realm of the freaky deaky an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie cutter white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary what you're about to hear are true stories <clears throat> alleged true stories christian just <sighs> okay tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. This week we're going to be diving into some haunted house horror stories, and I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't touched on this before. Well into season three, and we haven't once done a haunted house episode. So this week we're gonna we're gonna tackle that. If you have a story of your own that you'd like to share with the show, send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. This is volume one of haunted house horror stories. But if people have haunted house stories, and I know there's some of you out there listening that do, send them in. We want to get that on either volume two, or if you want to send it in for one of our listener story episodes, those are always fun. We love hearing from you guys in the meantime be sure to follow us on social media at freaky deaky pod on instagram facebook and youtube and at tft paranormal on tiktok to keep up to date with all things freaky as we do in the last couple episodes i was playing around the soundboard seeing what we could do and i said i was going to make some adjustments and i'll probably keep tweaking it in the, in the near future but i did want to get some stuff on there that was more on brand so i'm going to roll through just a couple of those real quick to make sure everything works <laughs> you know what i mean christian would you say that you believe in haunted houses do you believe that spirits occupy houses i don't think i do but having said that mm -hmm. we've we've heard my stories from a, one house I lived in, in Palmdale, California. Very true, yeah. That sounds pretty haunted. So I guess what you could say is... You are correct. <laughs> yes, we'll go with that. And now on to my next question, are demons real? Do you have a sound for that? I don't know. Do I have a sound for that? Demons are not real. I am wrong. There we go. Those are <laughs> those are some of my favorites. I, I knew there was a reason I was holding on to random sound bites from you. Yeah, so this is for a time and place such as this. 
And that's fine. I think we've both had pretty interesting experiences in houses that we grew up in. Not so much me after I left that house. Like there's a couple things in different houses that ever since I left my parents' house, but for whatever reason, growing up, that house was entirely too spooky. And I think even looking into this episode, I was, you almost kind of block out portions of your life or like random things that you did from being scared or whatever. And right. I just remember there was times where if I was ever like home alone, there was times where I'd like actually plot out how to just stay in one room. Oh, I've been there. Just from being scared of like you hear noises or you, you know, me having witnessed so many things growing up. It was one of those things like where it's like if I was in the living room, I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom down the hall. I didn't want to have to do anything. I was like, I'm going to stay in the living room until people get home <laughs> and then I can, you know, wander about the the house or whatever. Yeah, there's just something there's something freaky about hallways and then especially like rooms at the end of hallways. If that door is open or it's nighttime. No, thanks. There's not very many escape ways in a hallway. That is true. There's usually just two. And if there is a demon or a hat man in that hallway. Sounds like a, a children's book that yeah. needs to be written. The hat man in the hallway. There's there's no way there's no easy way of getting away. Yeah. Yeah. I'd always at night especially, I would turn on the hall light and then because we kinda had like a like an L shaped hallway where it was like a little bit for the entrance of the hallway and then you turn right down like the length of the hallway where all the rooms are and stuff. And so like I would not go down that hallway without flipping the light switch on. And then I felt, you know, obviously, you know, the nineties dad is like, oh, you paying the bills around here? Yeah. So it's one of those things like where if I turn if I turn on the hall light and he's home, he's like, you don't need to turn on the hall light. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just face the demons, dad. It was the same with the 70s, dad. Yeah. Exactly the same about the electricity and not caring about my ter terrifying fear. Mm -hmm. well, why? Yeah. Why do you think I have like exclusively smart lights in my home? Like the entire house I can activate and deactivate with my phone. You know, what's interesting as we're talking about lights is when I was a kid, Nightlights were looked down upon like as a wimpy, like oh, we, yeah. I used to hide my nightlight. Really? Like yeah. when your friends came over, you'd unplug it or something? Yeah. Like that? That's weird, man. Just because it was like so taboo. It, it kind of was back then. And now, you know, it's just natural. Everybody has nightlights, even adults now. Very true. But somehow all those people convince themselves it's for safety, not for yeah, spirits well, and demons. Yeah, I don't want to stub my toe. That's why I got this light. I'm not a just a big pansy ass, all right? I can deal with the dark just fine. Yeah. But that's not the case. No, I cannot deal with the dark fine. Even to this day, I'm, I'm not a fan of the dark. I hear noises sometimes in the dark and I'm like, ooh, spooky. What's down there? No, thanks. And that's just kind of uh, that's something I think I'm just going to have to live with. I mean, also, you, you grow up in a time where, you know, you tell your parents about the demon or ghost you saw and they're just like, OK, you were clearly dreaming. There's nothing here. I think I'm going to do it differently with my son. If he's like, I'm very terrified of this thing that I just witnessed, I'm going to be like, yeah, well, get in bed, dude. What the hell are you doing? And close my door because I don't want to come in here. Is it after you or just yeah, if it's did, after you, you need to go back to your room. Did you ask? Did you get any information on that? No. Anyway, I digress. This next story comes to us from Lulu1980 and I've titled it The Not-So-Imaginary Friend. Mm. You had imaginary friends, right? Yes. Were they real ghosts and demons? They didn't seem imaginary to me. Mm. So I guess you could say that they were ghosts and demons. You are correct. Okay, thanks, Christian. Anyway, I am a very reluctant sensitive. Both houses I grew up in were incredibly haunted, and the ghosts liked to target me because I knew they were there. We moved when I was 15 to the country. I'm from a major city in the South, and I was extremely lonely. I didn't know anyone, and the culture was just so different than what I was used to. The high school had certain days that the students could drive their tractor to school, or horse, no joke. So I made up an imaginary friend named Jonathan. Pretty pathetic at such an age, I know. Also, I'm a female, so not sure why he was a male. I think we know. I could see him in my mind as clear as day. He was just someone I would talk to, not all the time, just randomly. The activity in this particular house was really aggressive. It liked to run up on me while I was vacuuming, wood floors, and I could feel the vibration even after I turned off the vacuum. I heard voices and felt like I was constantly watched. I became depressed. My parents were clueless as to why I had become so withdrawn. They do not know about my abilities and never will. So more and more I talked to Jonathan. One day, I was having a really hard time. I had skipped school yet again and was just talking out loud in my room when very distinctly I heard a voice in my ear say, just stop talking, don't say another word. I looked around confused when it continued. You are giving this thing way too much information to use, just get up and walk out. The voice was urgent and I did exactly what I was instructed to do. I never acknowledged this imaginary friend again. I now know that I was actually talking to someone or something that did not have great intentions for me. 
I am very grateful for that voice. I absolutely think that this imaginary friend was malicious. I look back and think how really strange this was. How did I come up with this guy? This particular name? I could even visualize him. I could have come up with an imaginary anything, to be honest. I think that house was a predator. Every owner had a problem there. Divorce, death, illness. So perhaps whatever was there was trying to get a foothold with me. I'm not sure what that voice was, but I'm so thankful I listened. Her imaginary friend's not so thankful. He's probably alone. Yeah, he's like, what the hell, lady? I was sitting here talking to you. Now that is, I like the, well, I don't really like it, but I appreciate the image of a predatory house. You know what I mean? It's a fun movie, right? Yeah. Like it's, but it's also something that like, I I think at some point we've all kind of considered like, I mean, we've seen the movies, we've seen all that stuff where it's like bad things happen here. You know, I've thought about it with this house just because of all the history of this house and then the history with the cross the street neighbors and stuff like that. There's so many things where I'm like, there's a lot of bad vibes that took place on this property that I'm like, I don't, and I'm, you know, between China and I, we've both had some interesting experiences here, but it seems like it's, and I think another story mentioned it a little bit. It seems like it's more seasonal. Like these things just happen randomly. Like it'll be months with nothing happening. And then suddenly there'll be a couple weird things that take place. And you're like, what the hell was that? Like, is this place haunted or is it not? You know, even recently, a couple nights ago, apparently I went to take Atlas into the nursery because he had woken up. I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, sleep with him in there for a couple hours and, you know, let her get some sleep. But she was scared because he was apparently looking at the mirror in like her vanity or something like that and was like whimpering and like kind of like getting close to her and like trying to like snuggle up and stuff like that. And so then I come in, and I'm like, I'll take him in the nursery. And so she's like, well, shit, now I'm alone with the weird, creepy demon that my son was seeing. I don't know. And he likes to look at certain areas and make goo goo gaga noises. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on there, pal, but I don't appreciate this. That doesn't mean it's demons. It doesn't have to be demons. It's I mean, surely there's other things, but family members coming through, checking yeah. out, checking out the saying what's up. Yeah, what's good. Yeah, and I thought about that as well. The being terrified thing doesn't help. But that was the same night that he saw the silhouette of Grogu placed against that that light in his room, and he was just like, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, okay, dude, you can't be freaking out like this after your mom just said you're staring at a mirror and getting terrified. So especially when I'm alone in the dark, like, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't feel like this place is predatory. Hmm. You know, in that story, it sounds like a house out of Stephen King. But yeah, also, I'm not sure that the voice popping into the head was necessarily the friend one friendly one but it wasn't even popping in the head it was like an auditory thing that that she heard you know like literally like to the point where she's like looking around like who the hell said that you know yeah we talked about auditory hallucinations before mm, yes of course the and, and i'm not saying that's what it is but let's what if her imaginary friend was a good entity and that was the bad one trying to separate her from maybe a, a protector yeah, man, that's a roll of the dice, honestly. Like, with and whenever there's two of anything, how do you differentiate between the good and bad? Unless it's just like a feeling thing where you're like, there feels to be something good about this as opposed to like, I mean, I've had, I've seen things where I usually I'd be terrified, but I was calm and I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, which, which doesn't make sense for like any kind of spiritual entity or vision or something like that. Cause you see stuff that shouldn't be there. Your reaction should be, oh, this isn't right. I'm going to be terrified. I don't know, man. The, the, I, I just keep coming back to the predatory house thing because it is kind of weird in those. And, and I've looked into stories before where it's like weird things just happen on this property, whether it's like burial grounds or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I, it's possible, you know, it's possible that there's just a bad energy floating around a specific area. And then people that come into it, like it just overtakes you as time progresses. Like it may not even be like something where you're just like night and day difference. We're like, oh, I was a nice person. I moved in here and now I'm an asshole. I mean, we've heard those stories too. Mm, yeah. Where that's happened. And I mean, that was the whole, wasn't that the whole push behind the Amityville? I think house? so. Yeah. And that's kind of like a, a vibe, you know, right? That's kind of the vibe this gives off a little bit, like not as extreme clearly, but yeah, I don't know what that, like, is it poltergeisty? Is it kind of like something, is it just a, a malevolent entity inside the house that likes to toy with things that or people that move in? I think that's the name of the movie that was when I was younger was one of the freakiest. I think it was called The Entity. The Entity. That, I think it's that based. Sounds on, creepy. It's based on a true story about a woman that got attacked by some kind of entity, entity mm. and it did bad things. Yeah, things we won't talk about in detail on this show, but mm. like NC seventeen type stuff, huh? It, it, well, yeah, it was just like assault. So yeah, if you guys have heard the story, let us know. Yeah, I might have to look into that now. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. A lot of a lot of documentation. Well, why haven't we done an episode on this, Christian? Because hmm? it scares me. 
Oh. <laughs> no, I well, don't know why. Go. We have the answers now, folks. It is on, on the list, though. I have it in my long list of things to talk about. Long list of things to talk about. This next one comes to us from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. She says, hello. No. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Himmy or Miss You Shimmy one. That's the Misty Blue Joker. My mom's house was haunted, lived there for 16 years, and weird things happened from the day we moved in. One night in particular scared the hell out of me. The floor plan was pretty open there. You could see the kitchen, or you could see from the kitchen to the dining room to the living room. I opened the fridge to get something to drink and closed the door. That's always a bad, that's that's where the bad stuff happens. When you open and close doors and your vision is impaired for a moment. And it's really impaired when you're looking in the fridge because that light, mm -hmm. if it's dark. Oh yeah, that's when things are jumping out at you. Be careful, be very leery at night. To get something cold and close the door, I could feel something was really off. I turned my head and there was a man standing there staring at me with a grin like the Joker. I just stood there, I couldn't move. The way he looked was kind of like a bluish smoky mist. He looked at me for a good 30 seconds before disappearing. Needless to say, I didn't sleep that night. The bedroom, not used for years, across from mine, was very active that night. I kept my bedroom door closed, turned my TV on, and then tried to ignore the sounds coming from it. I could hear the light going on and off all night. People walking around, balls bouncing, the floors were carpeted. One time I was in the kitchen and I heard a match light right beside my ear, and I could smell the smoke. Things would go missing and turn up in odd places. I also would get woken up by someone yelling my name and saying, wake up, scared me every time. That's not fun. No. That's a no from me, boss. You know, it's fascinating with homes because in a lot of cases, you're going to know your home better than any space hmm. ever. Yeah, that's your like place of zen. That's where you go back to unwind, you know, to shake off the dust of the day. Yeah, you learn the sounds your house makes and... You know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, the floorboards that creak when you step on them. Mm. When something happens that feels like a haunting in your house, it's it's going to be really personal. Yeah. And in some cases, really terrifying because it's it's like change of the norm. Yeah. In your sheltered life, because that's basically what your home is, is your shelter. So it's going to mm. when it, when something like that happens, it can be terrifying, whether there's an actual ghost or demon or yeah whatever there, you know, in some cases like all these different figures that people see are really fascinating to someone like me who, who's kind of skeptical yeah who's like what is it if it's not a ghost or demon mm. what's the rationale behind well, it why does everybody's mind do this then which yeah. is scary in a different way mm. and what does it all mean plus the fact that you know i've seen stuff and i'm I, as a, a skeptical person I, I know i've seen weird things in, in yeah. houses yeah you're not denying that yeah and when i was a kid they terrified me. but that that almost feels like built in like that's what they're supposed to do it's not supposed to be something that they're like oops i didn't mean to scare you with my huge creepy blue misty joker grin you know same with the first story that the american gothic kind of sounding couple you know what i mean like well american that's creepy like they're creepy in general that yeah that painting i get yeah. why it's famous because mm -hmm. it just it, it it's touches you on a level that's not quite comfortable yeah and if you're a fan of that but want a paranormal element we actually have a shirt that I've titled Paranormal Gothic, where it's an alien and Bigfoot instead of the couple. And it's very cool. And you should go buy it right now at thefreakydeaky.com. End of the advertisement. Check that box right there. No, but one weird thing that I, I see in a lot of these stories is the unnatural smile. It's like the elongated, like Cheshire cat type smile. And that it feels like a card, man. It feels like they're playing a card. Like, okay, well, this scares people all the time. I'm going to make this really creepy face. I make this super creepy smile. I've heard probably hundreds of stories where people all say like Joker grin or Cheshire cat or the ear to ear smile. And you're like, what is that? Like, what's the purpose of that? No, not. I can't imagine that everyone's mind is just making up these creepy. I mean, I'm sure we all see visuals and we all have these things that we've seen throughout our lives that could play into to some kind of hallucination like that. But it just doesn't. I don't know, man, it doesn't add up like it feels evil. Like and there's no there's really no other way for me to say it. It feels evil. Like, and, it, and it might not be. But see, that's like what's the explanation but, for it? If it's not evil, then what else could it be? Sometimes I imagine and, and we've talked we talked about us and I don't remember the specific story, hmm. but it was a story on one of our episodes where someone saw something i think it was in their house that thing saw them and they both looked shocked i think that was a one of the bonus was that a bonus video i believe so yeah so that's on our youtube channel somewhere yeah and it's so you know sometimes i imagine what we're seeing is seeing us and equally terrified or shocked or just yeah. thrown off 
What a fascinating world. You know, if that's the case, like what if, 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 that, if that's truly the case and that it's almost like time colliding against itself, it wouldn't really explain the uh, elongated smiles or the, the creepy visuals that come with it. Like that one story that you're mentioning was just a lady going up into the attic. You yeah. know, she shook off her dress and she looked and saw some kid hiding there. She's like, what? And then the kid was like, what? And then she was gone, you know? It, yeah, in my imagination or in my thoughts, something like that would be you're seeing into a different time or dimension or whatever it is, maybe things don't look filtered through the same way. Mm. You know, maybe maybe the light doesn't work quite the same way. So these smiles seem more aggressive or terrifying. I mean, look, I'm not saying that I obviously have all the answers. It's spooky, man. There's no, I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Like it's just spooky. And it's weird that so many people experience these things. And that's why I kind of like the haunted house angle. That's why I wanted to do an episode on this because there's so many creepy things that people see within their their homes that it just doesn't make sense you know i get if someone was murdered there i get if like you know there was a death in the house or you know some some type of thing but i get like residual spirits but i don't understand the evil entity type thing where does it just pick a house randomly it's like oh this house is this will do just fine you know like i don't it, does it move in is it like oh this is my home now maybe maybe your house is on one of those sacred spots energy lines ley lines just a just a place where the the sun don't shine quite the right way yeah who knows i mean i i would i would see those things less as evil right away but i don't see many things as evil anyway in the real world yeah so. i don't think you are someone that sees evil at all but again that's like that could just be a belief system that you're not aligned with and so people that do have certain beliefs could be like oh that's evil well and I, then, I would i would guarantee you that's part of it that's the same yeah. thing as like when we were talking about um the exorcist um, the Vatican's exorcist. Yeah. You know, people, when they talk about, even if a uh, psychiatrist will say the exorcism will work on people of faith, even if there's, if it's a, like a mental issue mm. because of their belief system. But it, we've, we've talked about that before, like where mental issues alone could be, depending on how you're raised or belief systems, it could be a spiritual entity like attacking you or you know, like there's, so it's just, I don't know, Ben, it gets a back and forth constantly that. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I have come to believe more and more that we all see the world differently. Hmm. And that means you can see things I can't see and I can see things you can't see, you know, and, and what is reality? Both are reality. I mean, so these people seeing these things in their house, that's a reality too. It is a reality, but it's creepy as hell. I'll say that. I mean, like you can say that you don't believe or you don't necessarily think things are evil, but like if, if this happened to you and you're in the fridge and then you close the door and you look up and there's this smoky blue mist of a dude standing there in, in jeans and he's got the Joker smile and he stares at you for 30 seconds, you wouldn't feel great about that. I'd be pretty scared. Yeah. So like, but when you're scared, like you just have a mind that's like, oh, well, this is just me being scared. This is a defense mechanism, blah, blah, blah. But other people feel that as like legitimate dread. I get it. As a spiritual thing. It's not just like, this is my body telling me. Our bodies tell us the whole fight or flight thing, the whole, you know, trust your gut, trust your instinct. These people see these things and their gut tells them, you need to get away from that. Exactly. And I and I get it. I, that's why I won't, even being a skeptical person, I, I tend to not go against what people see and feel. Yeah. Because that's that's a reality that I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to understand. And hopefully you don't have to understand no. at some point. Like, I mean, that God, the, just, I mean, half these stories keep me up at night. You know, I'm looking at the stuff and I read, I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah, me, I, I read these stories and go to sleep at night. Right, you're like, oh, these are like bedtime stories. You're like, oh yes, the demon came and devoured the family. I was raised on Stephen King though, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Sweet dreams. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times, like I'll put the finishing touches on episodes but the night before we record. And just with the chaos of my life right now, it's like I don't get the quiet and the peace that I need to fully dedicate to this this episode until it's bedtime, until my son's down, until you know we're in bed. And unfortunately, I mean, look, there's a reason that I try to make this podcast funny because this shit scares the, <laughs> scares the hell out of me. Yeah. So it needs it needs a nice little young comedy kick every once in a while. And that's what I'm here for. Nonetheless, that's a spooky story. This next one is from The Charmed One about a child at home. I've written about this briefly, but I'll write the story here. My parents gifted me my childhood home when they moved to another neighborhood. It must be nice. We never had any issue in it growing up. I lived there alone for a year or two and then started dating this loser guy. Very sweet. That's when the activity started. First, doors started opening and closing up on their own. 
For example, one day we were up in my bedroom and the door kept opening every time we closed it. In frustration, I put a heavy box full of clothes in front of the door to stop it and right in front of us, the door was pushed open very slowly. It was to the point where we expected someone to be on the other side and no one was. Our basement door had a chain lock on it and it would fly open like someone was opening the lock angrily and the chain would swing back and forth for a few minutes due to the force. Dishes would fly out of the cupboards and hit the refrigerator and shatter quite often. Walls would be beat on like someone was on the other side trying to scare you. Then I got a puppy. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, this never ends well. She was 10 weeks old. One day I came home, the boyfriend was at work, and found the puppy on top of the mantle. She was terrified and had peed all over the place. I looked and there was no furniture or items stacked near, so no way she could have got up there by herself. So obviously I asked my boyfriend and my parents, who all have keys, if they did this and why. Everyone said no, they hadn't been home all day. That's messed up. The stories where like pets are involved and stuff, that's... I, I get it, John Wick. I get it. I know. Yeah, somebody get Keanu on the horn. One day my boyfriend and I were upstairs and we heard a huge crash downstairs. And we ran down there and all the living room furniture was pushed to the center of the room. At night, it would sound like someone was stomping up the stairs or rubbing their hands on the door or twisting the doorknob. I broke up with my boyfriend and got my house blessed and it all stopped. Recently, I got married to my husband and one day we woke up and a photo album was on the coffee table that neither of us even knew was in the house. And it was all pictures of me and my grandpa who I was close to and had passed away. Neither of us put it there. We also have had some something cough or whisper in our ears at night. My theory is it could have been my grandpa. He hated the idea of women living with men unmarried and the boyfriend was a loser, so he was tormenting him. And then when I was getting married, wanted to make his presence known again. Or a demon playing tricks or, or possibly, and the most scary option of all, someone was breaking in and fucking with us. There's a lot of things that happen in that house, but those are the biggest ones. I'm going to say right off the bat, there were, really? there were different things going on in that house. Yeah. Wasn't the grandfather. Why would the grandfather mess with the dog? Yeah. That's the one thing. Yeah. At least a, now the, the photo album, maybe the grandfather. It's a red herring. Yeah. Or maybe the grandfather was like, Hey, I came and I got rid of that evil presence in here. Yeah. Your it's, boyfriend. it's you and me now. Yeah. I knew that by putting that dog up there, you'd blame it on the boyfriend deep down. You'd see your boyfriend for the evil loser that he was the evil sinner. Yeah. Like dirty, no good heathen. Oh man. I can't like, how can you ever know peace in a house? If you're at night, you're getting ready for bed and it sounds like someone's rubbing their hands on the door or jiggling the doorknob. Like, there's no way. There's no way I go to sleep. I stay the, up forever. The only thing I would say is that for many people, it's not as simple as just moving out of that house. Mm -hmm. In some cases, you can't just move out of that situation yeah. because of financial issues or whatever. There's mm -hmm. many, everybody has reasons. Yeah. So could you imagine if you feel that you live in a house like that and you can't get away? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying is like, I would lose sleep. Like yeah. there's, I know myself as a person. And actually, that was one of the comments on that story was the person was like, I'm not trying to like say anything bad about you, but it always blows me away how people can experience this level of craziness and just like take it like, yeah, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's fascinating that people feel that way because I've met people that are like, why don't you just move away? Yeah. Whether it's this or violence in the area or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Let me dip into my millions and millions of yeah. dollars and just make that you, happen. You know, there's a million reasons why people can't just move out of a situation, whether it's financial or mm -hmm. their job or, or, you know, anything. It's it's everybody. We shouldn't judge so much. Yeah. You know, if you end up living in a haunted house and you can't get out of it, what do you do? You still have to go on. You call 801-997-0051 and you tell us your story at the Freak Deaky Hotline. We offer Sage. We'll send it. Send it to you if you need it. Just, mm. just give us your story and send us the money to buy the sage because this is an a, this is a passion project, but also it needs financial backing. Yes, and that is actually the phone number to call. I yeah. believe it is eight zero one nine nine seven zero zero five one, and we have the ability now. Uh, Christian and I were talking about it before the episode to kind of play clips and stuff. So if you guys even just want to, if you don't have a story, but you just want to give us a, the old hey, how you doing? The old what for? Leave us a voicemail. And we're going to start when we get enough of these voicemail clips or whatever, we're going to start playing some of your guys' clips at the end of the show. 
So if you have episode suggestions, little brief tidbits or stories that you enjoyed, or if you have theories on things that we've talked about in the episode, leave us a voicemail and we'll, we'll start playing it at the end of the episodes. Yeah, that's that sounds that's going to be fun. It is fun. People actually kind of contributing more to the show and leaving voicemails, talking to us and just the interaction. Like, I mean, I talk about it all the time that we love talking to you guys. We love hearing from you guys. And I know sometimes it takes us a couple days to get back to you. Or if you happen to comment on something and Christian responds to you, it's usually one word and you're like, oh, I feel defeated because I wanted to get in touch with these guys. And they said they love talking to us. And then the old man responded with thanks or and yeah, we'll look into it or whatever. But <laughs> uh, in my defense, I'm driving when I'm responding. Well, that is not wise. <laughs> I'm, okay? just no. I'm just joking. No, I, I thought the irony of it actually is that in person, you're more of a talkative person. Right. Like, so if these people found you on the street and were like, hey, I love the show, then you'd probably talk to them for like an hour and a half. I would. Too. And I would just be like, oh, thank you very much. And give them a hug and be like, okay, yeah, I'm awkward. I'll see you later. But in the digital space, I have no problem. I'm very uh, outgoing. I'm very emotional and like emojis all over the place. I laugh with people, have a good time. It's just funny that on YouTube or something, if you respond to a comment, it's so brief that it almost feels like a backhand <laughs> where you're just like, hey, I was reaching out and then they just said thanks. Or they, like, I just, I don't know, that just doesn't. I'll have to remember that when I'm responding. Yeah, you just need to be more emotive. You need to be more, you know, a little uh, lot more outgoing with these things. On Digitally, I tend to be very efficient. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed that. <laughs> like, I'll, if you if I, if I see that you've responded to someone, it's very brief, then I'll sometimes go back in and just respond again, but in more of a conversational setting, because I do enjoy hearing from people. I know you do, too. But I you're love just it. Not, yeah, you're not wired like that. So if you're around Wasilla, Alaska, and you happen to see Christian out and about, talk to him. He's not, you know, a little old curmudgeon or anything like that. He will talk to you a little less enthusiastic on the digital airwaves of the Internet. I'll work on that. This next one is from Toomey P, I guess. I don't know what that means. That makes two of us. But every time you put a P at the end of something like that, it's funny. It makes the 12 year old in me laugh. <laughs> you said P. I had a few experiences in my old house in North New Jersey. Backstory about the property it used to be a huge farm way, way, way back in the day. Fast forward a couple hundred years, and land developers bought all the land and built two streets on it with a bunch of homes. The rumor was that this farm was so old that it was active during the time when slaves were legal in America. So not a great start. So we so we know which part of the world we're talking about. America. Slave <laughs> America. Yeah. <laughs> Probably somewhere in the South. I was waiting for childish Gambino <laughs> to pop in there. for. Oh, this is America. Yeah. I need to start getting some sound bites of my favorite songs. As many people can guess, slaves were not treated well. And the rumor was when slaves would die. I didn't mean to laugh in front of this very sad sentence. So please don't, Scott, don't clip that out, but let people know that you're apologetic. And I think he's just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, slaves, right? Yeah. The white guy, the token white guy. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to have one. Every friend group needs a token white guy. <laughs> As most people can guess, slaves were not treated well. And the rumor was when slaves would die on this particular farm, instead of getting a proper burial, they would be thrown into unmarked graves for multiple people. Very sad stuff. That doesn't sound like a rumor to me. Yeah, I feel like that's probably general that's... practice for slave owners. Yeah. Not that we agree. No. Christian might, I definitely don't. First of all, the house had a very uneasy feeling to it. Whenever it was dark or whenever I was alone, it felt like I was being watched. Even when I was in the house by myself, I never felt alone. I would express these uneasy feelings to my family, but none of them ever believed me. Hey, preaching to the choir, my guy. I get it. When I would have friends over, we would sleep in the basement with the TV and video games, etc. But my friends never got a good night's sleep because they would hear footsteps above us or voices in the night. It got so bad that my friends eventually decided to not have sleepovers at my house. Man, you're getting edged out by your friends now. That's never good. I don't blame them. Yeah, I would be the same way. I'm like, no, I'm not going to risk my life to come sleep on the floor next to you. Sorry, pal. To start, I had two experiences in my bathroom. Worst place to have that. The bathroom had a bathtub shower combo that had a sliding glass door and a curtain in front of the glass door for some privacy. That being said, the bathroom was long and narrow with the bathtub on the opposite wall of the long rectangular shaped room across from the door. I was taking a shower one day. The glass door is closed and so is the plastic curtain. As I'm showering, I notice a shadow walk up next to the plastic curtain, nightmare fuel, then it walks away. Not towards the door to the bathroom, but towards the wall of the bathroom, then it disappears. 
I popped my head out of the shower to check if one of my family members were in there and there was no one there. Another experience in the bathroom is very similar. I was showering alone and all of a sudden, someone grabs the plastic curtain of the shower and starts violently shaking it. It scared the crap out of me and I was mad thinking my sisters were playing a prank on me. Great prank if it was though. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I popped my head out to yell at them and I was alone. I would have some experiences in my room too, particularly while I was sleeping. I would sleep with the radio on for some background noise and every so often I would hear a woman's voice come through the speaker. It would be a low whisper but it would wake me from my sleep and I would wake up remembering it happening. Sometimes though, the women would scream and it would come through the speakers. The few times this happened, my family did hear it and they came to check on me. They always chalked it up to some electrical problems with the radio. Nah, man. Sorry. If you hear a woman screaming through your speaker randomly while the radio's playing, that's not an electrical problem. That's a demon on the other line. It could be both. That could be how the demon communicates is through an electrical problem. Through screaming on a radio. Also, while sleeping, I'd, I'd wake up to hearing what sounded like hundreds of voices. I would wake up in the middle of the night, very groggy and tired, and it sounded like I was in a ballroom where everyone was talking. Not to me specifically, just a lot of room noise. One time, though, a man's voice addressed me personally. I was sleeping and woke up to a voice saying, Get out of bed, Toomey P. Get out of bed. The voice said this a few times that night, and eventually I listened. I grabbed my pillow and blanket and put it down on the floor next to the bed and slept. I woke up on the ground with a memory of this interaction with the spirit. Finally, I was watching TV in the living room. This was over 15 years ago, so the TV we had at the time was a tube TV, one of those old ones with glass on the front. Isn't that more than 15 years ago by now? It might have been, yeah. For those who remember, when it was dark and you were changing channels, in that small moment of blackness in between channels, you could see the reflection of the room off the glass from the TV. Ooh, yeah, I, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah. Well, as I changed channels, I see the reflection of my living room, and I notice a silhouette of someone standing behind me. I am sitting on the couch, and I see myself through the reflection well enough. I see my clothes, the details of my face, but this silhouette behind me is just a dark shape of a man. I see this and don't know what to do. I continue to mindlessly change the channels so I can keep an eye on the person behind me. Eventually, I muster up the courage to turn around and see what it is, and no one is there. I look back at the TV and I still see him in the reflection. I turn back around, and still no one. Then back at the TV and the silhouette is gone. Eventually, my parents divorced and we moved. I still believe that house was haunted. My family still doesn't agree with me. Now that we have moved out, we all agreed that house had very strange vibes. I also feel that the house is full of bad energy because every family that has ever lived there has gotten a divorce. I know this because my family was the second one to live there. The first got divorced, my family got divorced, and every other family that has lived there since have, has gotten divorced. Some of my old friends that still live on that street give me updates. Once I moved out of that house, I never felt strange or weirded out in any other home I lived in. Obviously that house needs a feng, feng shui expert something like that right and also not to be in the south where yeah. there were slaves being tortured yeah if you can move that house entirely somewhere up north maybe the west coast that'd you be know, nice i just you know like the south with that with slavery it's a potent al mix also with civil war places and i would say a lot of places you know where tragedy happened to the native americans mm. those have to have some some energy there that is just not it's not good. No. At, at the very least, we can say it's not good. For somebody like me that believes that, that doesn't believe in ghosts, but believes there could be residual effects on the area, mm. that's a scary place to be. And yeah. again, you can't just move out of it, especially if you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean. All right, mom and dad, I'm going to hit the bricks. Sorry, this is a little too much for me. I'm going to hit the old dusty trail out there and see where it takes me. Now, to be a little on the skeptical side, Seeing something in a tube TV. I am wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> seeing something in, in the reflection of a tube TV is very distorted. And then okay. your mind's going to distort it a little bit more. So that doesn't, I've, we've all seen those things behind us in something like a tube TV. I, I don't know if we all have. I think if you can, it, like the person even made an effort to say, hey, look, I continue changing the channel so I could look at it and get more detailed looks at it. He's saying, I could see the details of me perfectly fine, 
and there was something man-shaped standing behind me. I don't think that you can just be like, oh, it turns out it was the treadmill who was over there, and I thought it was a man. It could be the way the lighting, it, it, there could be logical reasons, mm. and our mind's going to take off from it. So, yeah. but this that's just one thing. Just because I'm throwing something skeptical in there, I'm not shooting down the whole story. I'm just saying that's that's a very easy one to explain away mm. in this case. Yeah, of course. Many of the other parts sure. are less easy to for someone like me to say, oh, that's just my mind. If I saw a reflection in that TV, it wouldn't freak me out much. I'd be able to explain that away. Mm, but think, the other stuff, maybe not. Yeah. So what you're saying is definitively that the reflection in the TV was indeed a ghost. You are correct. Okay. Would maybe even a demon of sorts? You are correct. Hmm. Okay. And so you're just going to back, <laughs> backpedal on everything else? Do you have anything to say about that? I am wrong. Okay. That's fine. I mean, anyway. it, it feels like there's a demon Christian in here just spouting off <laughs> yeah. ridiculous stuff. Usually, isn't this kind of a treat for you, though? Usually you'd have to wait until you listen to the episode to hear that, and then you'd like second-guess yourself and be like, I didn't say that, did I? And then you'd have to reach out to me and be like, yeah, no, you didn't say that, but I made you say that via the magic of post-production. I don't reach out to you and say that. I just say to myself, damn it, Scott. You're right. <laughs> and I have a sound clip of you saying that. Yeah. At the Actually, I think it's at the end of the outro music. <laughs> or maybe, no, it's at the end of the intro music. Beautiful. All right, this next one is from Sharp Pen. One house my family lived in in Holland when I was really young had a lot of the usual effects. You know, items disappearing and reappearing in different places, doors and drawers opening and closing, weird sounds and whispers, etc. One thing I hated most about this house was a huge mirror next to the stairs that were directly in front of the front door. Bad feng shui to have stairs in front of the front door. Hmm. I guess. Uh, I don't know much about it, but it, yeah, I'll trust this person. There was some uh, houses that we looked at before we got this one that had hair, like hairs, that had stairs directly when you open the front door. It's like the room was direct, like divided, and the stairwell was as soon as you walk in. That's one of the woo wooey things. I kind of, I kind of feel. I understand. Yeah. There, there has to be something to the dimensions of a dwelling hmm yes the mirror was always reflecting something that was not there that's creepy always something moving past in the reflection one vivid memory was coming down the stairs and standing in front of the mirror seeing the front door open in the reflection but it was closed when I was looking at it while on the stairs I had a doll in my arms that had long hair that you could pull out to make it longer and came with little scissors so you could cut the hair into different styles. That's weird. That is very weird. But also kind of dope, you know? Mm-hmm. I was holding the scissors in my right hand, the doll under my left arm. Looking at the reflection of the open door in the mirror, I see movement as I feel something take hold of my elbow and push the scissors into my eye. No damage. Blunt scissors, but it was a good poke in my into my eyelid. Wait, this really happened? This yeah. This person didn't see this in the mirror? No, this actually happened, yeah. Blunt scissors, but it was a good poke into my eyelid. I dropped both doll and scissors and ran to the living room sofa and turned my back to see the door in fact closed. Thankfully, we moved soon after that. After moving to the States, we moved into a house we built on a lot, sold to us by an old man who lived in a house an acre from the road. The lot he owned was roughly five acres with us buying the acre between his house and the road. The whole lot always felt weird. It was surrounded by cornfields on one side and forests on the other. Deer and rabbits would always dart from the forest to the cornfield. None ever seemed to graze on the lot. Even birds didn't seem to spend time in between. There was a huge walnut tree close to the property line between our lots that never grew grass around it. It's always a bad sign. Mm -hmm. When the old man died, his family neglected the lot for long periods which would leave the grass waist high before they brought in a tractor to mow it. Except around the tree, it never needed to be mowed. The old man's house sat vacant for a long time with all his stuff still in it. To set the stage, it was one of those old southern houses that had two front doors leading into the living spaces. The doors were old with old-fashioned locks that allowed you to peer through, and being a nosy kid, I did look. One door led into a living room with sofa and coffee table opposite the door. The connecting room of the other front door had been converted into a quasi-hospice before he died, complete with elevated hospital-style bed and medical equipment. By the archway, connecting to a living room was an armchair and side table. I had snooped around the house plenty before, 
but the last time I did before his family finally cleaned out the house, I looked through the keyhole into the living room and noticed a creepy doll sitting on the coffee table facing the door that I didn't remember seeing before. I moved to the keyhole in the other front door and saw the same doll sitting in the side table by the armchair. I freaked and ran back to the first door to see the doll was not on the coffee table anymore. No thank you. In my house, numerous times things moved and doors opened like in the previous house. I would leave my bedroom door open at night with a view into the hallway centered by an outlet that always had a nightlight. I would wake up to see things float off the shelves near my door and find them on the floor in the morning. On numerous occasions, I would wake and see a translucent vision of a woman in a blue dress holding high-heeled shoes in her right hand and a parasol over her shoulder with her left hand. She would stand there and stare. Usually it freaked me out so much that I would duck under the covers and eventually fall asleep, but the last time I saw her, I stared back. I built up enough courage to keep looking until she moved to drop the parasol from her shoulder and just faded away. There was also a little boy in a white button-up shirt and brown shorts that I would see almost every late night after everyone was in bed around Christmas, when the tree had been put up in the den. We would leave the tree lights on all night and I would see him sitting in front of the tree in the dining light with his back to me every time I walked past to go to the kitchen. He would turn to look at me and then disappear. This happened for years. Then one night, when I couldn't sleep because the house was too quiet, I got up and headed towards the kitchen expecting to see the boy. I turn to see him as he runs toward the living room perpendicular to the kitchen. A moment later, my mom comes walking into the den from the living room where the boy had run to. She asked me if I saw something with trepidation. When I told her about seeing the boy, she looked so relieved. Turns out she had been seeing him for two for years but didn't think anyone would believe it. We stayed up way too late that night talking about all the weird stuff that had happened in all the places we had lived. I wasn't the only one. My mom confessed she never saw the blue dress lady, but on her end of the house, our bedrooms were on opposite sides of the house, she kept seeing a man who looked in his 30s in a white shirt and dark pants that looked a lot like the boy, so she thought there was a connection between those two spirits. She had lots of stories about the houses she had lived in before I was born, too. Spooky. That that whole like seeing a boy around Christmas time, like just staring at the tree and stuff, kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier with like how I feel like this house it's like seasonal, like where things don't happen. It doesn't seem like a lot of stuff happens in winter time, but then in the summertime, like there's always like the odd noise here and there or weird things like taking place. Well, if you talk to you know people that maybe are into to more pagan religions or beliefs, or you, know, you go back and read history about time, the devil's work, yeah, what. You, that's what some people think. You're right. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. But you are correct. <laughs> yeah. But some of these time periods are more powerful than other time periods. And Christmas is right around one of those time periods. Mm. That's why it's, we have Christmas where it's at, kind of. Yeah. Is because that is a powerful time period and has been throughout history in many cultures. What do you think about the mom saying that on her side of the house, she saw a guy in his thirties that looked very similar to a little boy. What it tells me is that this kind of sight mm. is genetic. And that's been a theory for, you know, you know, the, you hear the story is like, I have this, I feel things, but so did my mom and my grandma. And it's like passed down. Yeah. Yes. That mm. makes a lot of sense to me. You, so you don't think it's like a haunting of Hill house situation where you're seeing two different time periods of the same thing. I think that, I think if you can see ghost, you're seeing a different time period mm. in my belief. Cause I don't yeah. believe in necessarily the spiritual thing. In most cases, I believe that if there's spirits, it is a altered time situation. Yeah. These could happen, but, uh, I don't, since I don't believe in all the evil stuff, um, I know I'm kind of, that story kind of, that was a trippy story. So yeah. it kind of got me and I was like, went w way into it. It wasn't oddly terrifying, thankfully. The bit about the field, like the lot being between a forest and a cornfield and that they noticed no animals would ever just kind of like stay on their lot. Yes. They would dash from the cornfield to the forest and there's that giant tree that doesn't grow grass around it. That's that, kind of trippy. That should make you feel better about this house because the animals are all around your house. I know. We have like 15 rabbits at any time just lounging around in the grass. Moose walking through. Shitting all over the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. A dog from the neighbors that's never yeah. leashed. But that was, that was a, a vivid story to me. What do you think about that doll? 
like looking through a keyhole. That's a creepy, you expect to see something if you look through a keyhole. All right, I'm sorry. But what do you think about looking through, seeing the doll and be like, oh, I don't remember that being there. Then going to the other door and looking through that one and seeing the doll <laughs> in a different place. No, dude. First off, mm. even as a kid, I wished I lived in a house that had a keyhole. I had a lot of dolls. Oh, well, I had a, I had a sister. There were plenty of dolls. Yeah. Any of them creepy? Yes. And mm. my mom was a doll collector. So that mm. was a little bit worse. Yeah, because those dolls probably have some history to them. Yeah. And then, you know, recently I went to Colorado and I'm sitting there with my sister. My sister has all of, all of her dolls mm. and some of them. They're all just watching you. They're creepy. Dolls, some dolls are creepy. Yeah. You don't tell Jody that she needs to start selling them on eBay as haunted dolls and she'll probably quadruple her profits on them. It's a good idea. People love buying haunted shit on eBay. Just yeah, make up a weird bad I'm story too, for I, it. I'm way too honest for that, though. Oh, are you? Yeah, I couldn't do that, but yeah. they, they look like they could be. They're already worth... Yeah, that's all it takes. They're man. already worth money, though. I mean, that's what we're doing. That's actually how you test it, is you say it's haunted, and you sell it to someone, and then when they get it, they're like, ooh, this spooky thing happened to me after I got this doll, and you're like, okay, yeah, I gotta you're talk full to, of... you know, Jody, because she does have haunting stuff going on in her house. Really? Time, so... And you wait till we're recording the episode to tell me about it. Wow. I've told you. I brought it up. Mm. she's supposed to send me some videos i'll get on it some videos wow okay now we're talking yeah jody you can leave a voicemail at 801-997-0051 that would and be i'll it. play it on the show all right you don't have to go through christian it's all right i apologize for the jody Bodie thing jody was there a jody Bodie thing yeah until... i guess somebody at her work calls her that because oh from like 30 episodes ago probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that checks out it's awesome but it's okay just Rest assured that everyone that listens to this show roasts Christian by misspelling his name now. Everyone. We, I get so many messages and comments where there's a K in there. There's letters missing. They call you Chris. It's. I'm going to tell you what. It's pretty great. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, we are going to get you a Cameo account because we got several requests for it. And I've been meaning to set it up. I just haven't. So, so you will be wishing people happy birthday or saying that ghosts are real for 10 bucks at a time. That'll be fun. Wouldn't that be weird if that's how we monetize the podcast? We don't ever get ads. People just pay you to say weird shit. I'll say weird stuff too, but I exclusively say weird things. So if you're someone that doesn't believe in anything, you can make me say that ghosts aren't real and you watch me sweat as I say it. It's going to be interesting. And I, if we do that, I have to apologize. I probably do sound a little bit like William Shatner, hmm. but it's not purposeful. Yeah. this People really need to appreciate the level of editing that goes into this podcast. To cut out all of the gaps between your sentences. You're you're very well spoken, but you're very slow spoken as well. And if I were to not cut out the gaps, I fear that we'd lose half of our listeners. That's so over time as we transition into like longer form or like less production or something like that, where it's a little more free on the episodes, people get a little whiff of that. But for now, early seasons, you caught more of it. I did. Yeah. Because now now I try to make sure that I finish but that's how i talk i'm sorry yeah but literally like if I, I should honestly do it as a test and just not do it for a whole episode so people could be like did the, the episode stop oh no okay here he goes again oh do this is it over oh no no here he is here he is. Yeah. yeah there's quite a bit of if i took a screenshot of all the chops that i have in, in each episode you'd be blown away you have to do it now yeah so that everybody can see it i know this is like we're recording this a few days before this comes out so there's not going to be probably as many high quality edits to this one, especially because we got China's family in town. Little man's birthday is on Tuesday, so it's kind of a... Uh... I'm excited. Yeah, he's turning one. Isn't that some shit? Let me just point out, hmm. one of the most exci exciting things to me is these books. We got them hmm. with all these the cryptids. cryptids and stuff. Yeah. Not only because they're cool books, but then I don't read the same two books 10 times in a row. Yeah. And you spend seven bucks on a book that says, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Now the I don't end. even need to read the words. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. It's two sentences, to yeah. be honest. So you shouldn't have had to read the words for too long. But he loves it so much that you just keep doing it. Yeah. He just it's keeps so holding fun. the book up going, eh? Eh? You're yeah. like, yeah, okay, sure, man. Corduroy shapes. Perfect. Thank you. That one I don't like as much, but I'm excited. He loves it. So We're, we may have to do talk about the cryptids book again sometimes because there's a lot of cool ones in there. That is true. And that's our podcast. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and it leads into us wanting to do that at some point as well. So this is from Elitist Sar. C-Z-A-R. How do you... That's Sar. Sar. Right? Is it Zar? Okay, I keep saying Sar. Same thing as... It's, it's made from Caesar. Caesar. Salad. Anyway, it's called One Hex of a Good Deal. Ooh. Yeah, I'm good with the word-based puns from time to time. Just after getting married in 1995, I got a great deal on our, on our first apartment. 
I couldn't believe it. 2,000 square feet, second floor, downtown Art Deco inspired with a private entrance and staircase. I got it at $600 a month. What? I know. It is 1995, but still, 600 Damn. bucks a month for 2,000 square feet. You're like, mm, that's pretty great. Not California for sure. I know. To top it all off, it was right above a newsstand coffee shop. So we would just run downstairs to get fresh pastries and coffee without leaving the grounds. Oh, that's a dream. Yeah, awesome, right? After the last tenant had passed away, they were unable to rent it out to anyone. I got a great deal on it. Usually in the real estate game, if you get a great deal on something, the place is haunted, okay? You're not getting a great deal. You're getting a good financial deal with a horrible spiritual investment. As we'll find out for the rest of this. What's amazing is in some places, it's the law that you have to disclose that. So does that support your belief in hauntings? Maybe. Yeah, it does. Especially because you get the South. If it's part of the law. Yeah. You'll find those like for sale signs. And then underneath a little hanger that says not haunted. (laughs) And I I think the law doesn't specifically say it's because of hauntings. Hmm. But everybody that moves to a, a... former murder house or strange death house reports crazy stuff and now it's the law yeah they're like (laughs) okay maybe we should tell people about this yeah shortly after moving in and despite living in deep south texas with temperatures typically over 90 degrees it was always freezing inside our place we thought this was neat because we would save on cooling costs our friends couldn't believe it so that's a great silver lining you're like oh the ghosts are pretty heavy in here it's always cold well, but it is texas so yeah. anyway Let's go to jimmy's house he, huh. he's got the best ac or just a demon standing in the doorway You're like, oh this is fine we also noticed that all of our cutlery kept disappearing no knives no issues if they were plastic whenever we were relaxing and watching tv we would constantly see shadow figures out of the corner of our eyes they would peek into whatever room we were in the moment you tried to look at them it would disappear There was a coat closet that we could never use simply because light didn't seem to be able to go in there. Creepy. Mm. It was way too dark and any artificial light seemed to be eaten up by the darkness in there. Not a problem. We just closed the door and never went in. We had plenty of other closets. This is like the ideal person to move into a haunted residence because they're just like not bothered by the stuff. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like this flashlight's getting anywhere in this coat closet. It's fine. We have others. The rent's good, though. I know. Yeah, 600 bucks a month and we're cold all the time? It's great. Lastly, the front door with a deadbolt was a very sturdy and secure door. However, if we left it unlocked, even just to go downstairs to get some coffee and pastries, the door would shut and lock itself automatically. I lost count as to how many times I had to find the super to let me back in. In fact, I ended up putting the apartment keys on a lanyard so I wouldn't forget them. Overall, we knew there was something wrong with the apartment. However, it never felt like we were in danger. In fact, we kind of felt protected. We lived there for a year and I really missed that place. In retrospect, and in talking to the super after we moved out, we found out that the previous tenant was an old lady who practiced Santeria, and apparently she had put some kind of protection spell demon on the place. I don't practice Santeria. I know, I was like, every time I see that word, I'm like, okay, you know, gotta get through the first few lines of that song and then I can continue reading. <laughs> she had passed, but I guess her hex had remained. In case anyone wants to look into it, the apartments were called Pierce Apartments at 221 South 10th Street in McAllen, Texas. Oh, that's kind of cold putting it. Did we just dock somebody? No, no, because the the apartment, or it said the building has been torn down and now there's a KFC where it stood. It's a different kind of haunting. I know, imagine those poor employees there. Building was torn down and now there's a KFC. So get yourself some $5 KFC bowls or whatever, I guess creepy man and it's weird that the super is just like oh yeah the old the old tenant practiced santeria but she didn't have a crystal ball no it's that's fine (laughs) he probably didn't say that that is kind of spooky i mean it's great that they didn't feel like in danger and they felt protected because that's apparently what the spell was but spooky it is spooky yeah but the closet that oh do you think the closet that didn't have light was where she practiced it that might have been where maybe an, an altar, I think. Yeah. I don't know Isn't much. that like, I forget who it was, like Iggy Azalea or some fucking famous musician apparently practices and used like a closet as like to cut chicken heads off or something like that. And was like filming it for Instagram Live. Really? Mm-hmm. That's fast. It's I mean, been, it, yeah, it's fascinating. No, it's been a few years, but. What a uh, way to get some press. Yeah. If you're going to sacrifice chickens, great place to do it if apparently KFC is going to move in. So interesting. 
I mean, that's an interesting belief anyway, Santeria. So and yeah. it's scary to a lot of people. And I, what's scary to me? I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems like it. It's more, I think some of it's in line with older religions, but. Oh, yeah. So it's, to me, it's not that scary, but it is in a Christian world. Mm. It is, Which is the world you live in. Right. Which is the world that a lot of, a lot of the world lives in. Um, that is, it's throws you off and, and gives you the spookiness right away. Yeah, that is very true. Very true. So that is the, the final story I have for volume one. If you have a, again, I mentioned at the beginning, but if you have a haunted house story of your own that you want to have on volume two, we'll probably sneak in a few listener stories for the next volume. And I mean, it depends. It could either go on listener story episodes or it can go on specific ones like this. But either way, or if you just have a short little thing you want to throw us, like I said, leave us a voicemail, 801-997-0051. We're going to start playing clips from you guys on the show after the episodes. So if you have tips or, you know, you want to give your input on specific episodes, just at the beginning of the voicemail, just say what episode you're, you're talking about or which one you just listened to or something like that. So that we know what you're referring to and we can kind of discuss that after we listen. But we do want to get a little more interactive with you guys. So this is one way to do it. And we're actually kind of excited to see where this takes us. And uh, so, yeah, the future for the Freaky Deaky is pretty bright. With this new equipment, we're also going to be interviewing some folks. We have a couple people that are going to be coming into studio to record in the near future. Some creepy stories of their own. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next handful of uh, episodes out here and see where it takes us. You know, a lot of opportunities out here, a lot of possibilities. You are correct. So anyway... Uh, yeah, if you would like to get in touch with us, send an email into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. If you want to find us on social media, uh, comment on the post. If you're listening on YouTube, let us know what you think about the episode. That way we can kind of, you know, give ourselves a little boost there. We love talking to you guys on, on all of our platforms at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at TFD Paranormal on TikTok. I don't think we have anything else to dive into. Christian, we're good. I think, I, we're good. I think we might be good. Let's let's go we're find good. a haunting. Let's go find a haunting. And we'll see you right back here on the Freaky Deaky next week. Goodbye. started driving so it's just like mm-hmm. and like, then they sit in the driveway for five minutes and look like the song finished or some shit and i'm like hey guy it's 2 a.m you know how about you fucking hit the bricks get inside and do whatever it is you do you perverts that old lady across the street almost ran us all over really yeah she was like fucking we're gonna walk and so china's like pushing the stroller
and I'm walking visibly there. And she just backs up. Not a care in the world, just backing right up. Didn't even didn't even acknowledge us the entire time. Backs up, twists out. I'm like, like China had to stop. I kept walking. I'm like, this bitch gonna run me over. She's gonna be paying, all right? I'm yeah. not like I'm back down from that car. I need a nice payday. I'm gonna own her house. Mm-hmm. I would do that as well. It's the same lady that when I got stuck on the driveway, she's like, you know, you have to file a police report for that. It's like, I'm sorry, I need to file a police report saying that I got stuck in the ice at the bottom of my driveway. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Fucking Looney Tunes, man. People are weird. Yeah. And she takes the cake on it. It's the one that like guessed China's job when she was a banker just because of the hours that she left the house. I was like, okay. <laughs> It's always one of those in the neighborhood. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what you do. I'm like, you don't need to know what I do, lady. Just know that I'm always watching, all right? So you and your fucking dog that's always in my yard can eat shit, you know, being neighborly and all. As you do. You neighborly. I am. I'm very nice to people. I just, I people get on my nerves too. Like, I'm not one that is like confrontational where, if, like, again, the neighbor's dog, you know, unleashed, just roaming about wherever the fuck they want. Not one that's just going to yell across like, hey, yo, fucking keep your dog in check, please. I think I saw those dogs in the neighbor's yard mm -hmm. the other day. Probably, yeah. And I remember watching them with Atlas. They ran from that yard into the, her yard. And I'm mm -hmm. like. Oh, yeah. I like I got a ring notification at like 10 o'clock a couple nights ago. And I looked at it. And it's their dog just wandering our yard and then sitting in our driveway and then looking over at their yard and running back to the house. I'm like, are you guys just fucking stupid? Is that is that what this is? And the answer is probably yes. It's when you need a little slingshot to shoot the dog in the butt. Yeah. That's mean, but. Or just trigger that alarm on the ring. Just like 8,000 decibels or yeah. whatever. Just <laughs> I've never, I've never accidentally hit that button, but I hear it's very loud. Mm. And I'm not one to shy away from that kind of stuff. So who's to say really?